Hey everybody, I'm Katie McDoyle and this is the Detecting History podcast. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Detecting History podcast. How are we all doing out there? Are we all surviving the deep dark months of November? It is wet, it is rainy, it's cold, it's foggy, it's all the wonderful weathers. Get out there, experience it, enjoy it. You might not want to go out but I guarantee you when you get out you will feel better afterwards. What have I been up to this week? Well this week I took myself off to a group dig and it was my first time out with the midweek searches metal detecting group so they do digs in the southern home counties from wiltshire across to sussex and they do digs every thursday and saturday so there's lots of opportunities out there and the best way to find out more about them is to go and find their facebook group so this is midweek searches metal detecting group info page on there are instructions about who you need to email to let them know you're interested in going on digs and then once you have attended three of their digs then they will um, let you be a member of the official group facebook page so go and check them out so it's midweek searches metal detecting group info page uh, everyone's lovely very very well organized and uh yeah people couldn't be more welcoming and it was just a lovely day very very wet day i didn't find anything i found a couple of musket balls and a couple of buttons i just loved being out there though it was brilliant and everyone was really friendly saying hello as they went past me um we were all in the same boat we were all absolutely soaked but there was some really good finds on the day and i've seen some of the posts on instagram uh, people finding, I think, a gold stator and some more gold and crotal bells. Unfortunately, I didn't walk over it, so I didn't find it. But yeah, go and check them out. TV recommendations. So this week, there is a couple of things I want to tell you about. First of all, the last series of The Crown is on. I haven't started to watch it yet, but I absolutely love it. Um, and then also, there are a couple of things coming up. So I wanted to tell you about uh, The Princess in the Tower. So that is actually on tonight for me, last night for you, but it's on 4OD, so you'll be able to catch up if you haven't uh, managed to get it on your recorder anyway. Your recorder, am I from the 80s? Um, it'd be on your set-top box, of course, I know what to say. Um, so yeah, it's all about the Richard III and whether or not he killed off his nephews. Apparently there's new evidence, um, but at least they're going to go through whatever evidence there is in the first place so go and check that out really excited about that and thank you i was on the sassy searches ladies metal detecting tribe group facebook page and a lady called margaret let everyone know on there that that was going to be on so thank you margaret for sharing that news and then finally there is a new julius caesar the making of a dictator new docudrama which is starting on the 27th of november so if you want to brush up on your romans uh, check that out. I'll be checking it out and uh, it looks really good actually. That will be on the BBC. I'm looking forward to that. Big exciting news. The Advent Canada competition has gone live on Instagram. You will have seen the videos. If you're following Detecting History Podcast on Instagram or Facebook, you will see that I have launched a competition with the help of my friend Darren Booth, History Unearthed. And what it is, is I'm asking you all, as I told you last week, to please send in, if you want to, your pictures of your best finds of 2023. 
I'll then go through and we will place the best finds of 2023 from our listeners on the advent calendar and you'll need to check in with our instagram and facebook stories every day to see what is revealed behind the door like a normal advent calendar so behind door number one and then if you see your find that means you are one of the prize winners we'll work our way all the way through december and then when we get to day 24 door 24 if your find is behind door 24 you are the winner of the detecting history podcast 2023 find of the year so you'll be getting a trophy and other bits and pieces as well so if you appear on the advent calendar you're going to get something i'll be sending you something so get your entries in i'm really excited it's going to be a lot of fun and it'll help us get through again those dark months of december and something to look forward to don't forget you can buy me a coffee if you'd buy me a coffee in real life and you're a fan of the show please consider doing so in the virtual way to help cover the costs of producing the podcast i really appreciate it and to do that you can go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash detecting history podcast what else is going on okay so i'm going to warn you now there's going to be a massive announcement coming next friday so you want to check out our socials next Friday. You're going to hear news of something really exciting coming up. I can't spoil it now. I can't tell you what's happening. Um, but if you look out for the socials on the Detecting History podcast, Facebook or Instagram, something exciting is going to be announced next Friday, the 24th. And then the final piece of exciting news is that for this week, I've started to upload the video footage of the interviews. So if you go over to the YouTube channel, so at Detecting History podcast, you will see this week the video feed of my interview with Jake Detex. So go and check that out. I've left it kind of raw. So do excuse any pauses or ums or arms, ahs, but it would uh, take a really long time to edit that. And um, my skills just aren't there yet, but they will be soon. So go and check that out. Enjoy it. Subscribe, like the video. It's not going to happen every week because I'm very aware that some people don't like to be on camera or to have their faces shown. So Jake was happy to do this on this occasion. And so some weeks we'll have it, some weeks we won't. OK, that's all the news I have. So enjoy the interview now with Jake Detex. Welcome, everybody, to the Detecting History podcast. And we are joined this week by Jake. Jake Detex. How are you doing, Jake? I'm here for you. I'm ready for you. <laughs> you're so ready aren't you you're so ready i love it I'm ready. absolutely and jake we can find you on insta under jake detects so i looked just a little while ago and you're at 4,996 followers. I feel, I sense that you're going to slip into 5,000 followers tonight on Instagram. Mm. So that's massive. And then yeah, you've cool. got your YouTube channel as well, haven't you? At Jake Detects. Yeah. And you've got loads of vids up on there as well. So it's very cool. Um, yeah. Whereabouts are you based in the UK? Where do you do all your de good detecting work? So I'm in the Northwest. I'm based in Lancashire in a city called Lancaster, nice. which you probably might have heard of before. Um but I do most of my detecting in Cumbria. <laughs> nice. We have a lot of people from up there on the podcast and you will find good stuff up there. I'm looking forward to the tales of all your best finds. How long have you actually been detecting? So I think this is my fourth year now. Um, but I class it as my first proper year detecting because I go, well, I did go pretty much every night after work. I finished work at three. So I just... Go, yeah. go detecting straight away. I mean, what else do we do other than if I had something else to do, basically? <laughs> and, and so, yeah, I've just, yeah, I, I class this is my, my main year detecting. You know, my other three years was 
just using a, a you know a cheap detector and yeah not really into it but doing it if you know, if that makes sense yeah and now you're full guns you're going for it on a in a big way i love that all guns blazing <laughs> all guns blazing get it done mm-hmm. properly nice one and so what do you let's touch on what you actually love what's your drive why do you love detecting what does it give to you what does it give to me uh many things and it's done a lot for my health without a doubt um i think when i first started i was, I was quite a hefty lad i mean i think i was about 16 coming up on 16 stone wow and now i'm at 11 5 and wow. it's literally because i've just dieted and went detecting yeah. every day i am not joking i and it's worked no. it's completely worked for me it's been fantastic so in that sense yeah it's done done really well brilliant wow yeah because we go for a long slow walk don't we us detectorists and we'll be out there for hours and hours when you actually look at how many steps you do and not only that when you're digging like a hundred holes it's a real big physical exertion isn't it you really drive home those calories it, it, it must be yeah. I, I don't know how many calories you burn but you, you must if you i mean say for example i start at a weekend and it's seven o'clock in yeah. the morning and i finish at maybe four or five o'clock in you know in the afternoon without stopping i never really do stop really i I might stop for a drink or you know some lunch but that's that's it yeah so you must burn a lot of calories yeah (laughs) i reckon you do i reckon you do i've been putting up my go terrain um map when i've been detecting recently so i'm just doing an experiment to see how long it takes me to actually cover a field it's taking forever as i thought it would do um and on there i've been um setting on my i've got an apple watch so i've been looking and and setting a workout and yeah looking at the calories it says i burn on there like easily six seven hundred calories just with the workout right. i'm doing over those hours so, is, yeah, yeah and good. i, I go cool, slow and i only go for about three or four hours so i can't imagine what you're burning <laughs> it's significant no, no i mean yeah yeah, yeah. No, that's what I mean. Even if you're doing a thousand calories, that that's brilliant. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, really so, good. So, so yeah, well, even for, apart from calories, and you know, well, it, it goes hand in hand, as you know. So the the physical exertion that starts the you know all of the different bits and pieces in your brain, you get everything going, and that helps your mental health, doesn't it? And then being outside and one hundred percent. It's a full package. I've said it before. They're going to start uh, prescribing metal detecting on the NHS, I'm certain. <laughs> they need to. They literally they do. They need to because it does a lot for people. And even if you might not have an interest in like history or something, I, I think if you start finding stuff, you, you probably will. Yes. You probably will develop a slight interest and you probably continue doing yeah, it. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's totally addictive. <laughs> so how did you get into detecting then, Jake? Well, I've got to put it down to uh, my mate, Danny. Um, he's on Instagram yeah. as well. Uh, where there's, mo- there's money, he's a... Uh, all right. A, vet- nice. a veteran detectorist. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's a bit he's a bit younger than me, but he, I've known him pretty much my entire life. And uh, I was into gold panning, and then I couldn't really afford to keep driving up to Scotland and Wales all the time. And I just kind of mm. wanted a new hobby. And I found out he was going metal detecting in our village. And asked him if I could join him. He lent me his and... I literally got one the next day and that was it. <laughs> Never looked back. See, so you used to do gold panning, you say? Yeah, I was into gold panning, gold sluicing, yeah. 
Nice. What's that all about then? Tell us a bit about that because I didn't even know that people did that in this this country. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can we can do it anyway. Really, to be fair, I mean, you know, when you when you say gold, it's like sometimes you can find little tiny nuggets or pickers they call them. But other times it's yeah. more like flower gold and it's very fine. But if you catch a lot of it, you can build it up and you can you know accumulate it and you can go up to Tindrum in Scotland, which is in the Trossachs National Park. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can camp in the village itself and then you can buy a permit to go gold hunting in the stream. And, and you will find something because I have done, I've done it many times. Wow. So, yeah, you can find yeah. bits of gold. I see a lot on Instagram of the the Australians when they're out finding the gold. <laughs> you see them coming across oh, they love it, some they? big old nuggets. Yeah, but I wonder how often that actually yeah, happens. Proper nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Boulders of gold. <laughs> oh, brilliant. So, yeah, your mate got you into it. I know. We're picking up foil every day. They're picking up gold. <laughs> yeah, definitely be doing that every day. So your mate got you into it, fantastic. And then, as you say, you got the bug and you got your detector the next day. So what did you, you start out on in terms of your metal detecting gear? Um, so the first detector was a Garrett Ace Apex. Yeah, it was a it was an all right detector, to be honest with you. But um, I'm, I will admit, I'm probably one of them guys who's... Uh, all the gear, no, they're all no, you know, none of the idea, no basically. Idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I made a bit of a jump after that and uh, went on to a Mine Lab Eight Hundred. Nice. And uh, yeah, and <laughs> you went on from there. What are you rocking these days? I'm on the days two now. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I see. Everybody's got the days too. Yeah, I, I had to get one of them. Yeah. I'm getting jealous. The balloon. Yes, I'm hearing good things. I'm just hearing that it's so much better at helping you identify what you're about to dig. What What's the main difference you've noticed? You, you, what you just said there, probably the discrimination, really. Um, mm. you, you get a better idea of what probably you're going to be digging. And mm. especially if you keep getting, you know, repeated repetitive uh, signals which are like the same old thing you know like bullets or shotgun cartridges yeah you know sometime it is good no- knowing that you know you might just leave that one for any day and we'll come back to that other <laughs> one. <laughs> especially when you've done a lot <laughs> yes exactly that i tend to do that at the end of the day anyway it's sort of when you're tired but you want to keep going i end up sort of coin fishing and i'm sort of going over and i'm just like yeah just when when i know it's a really for sure good signal i'll dig those ones because you've got to keep the last dregs of your energy haven't you before you've got to crawl back to the yeah. car <laughs> so it'll just help with that you have to yeah but i think um when you're going over silver as well you, you kind of know it's silver mm. it, like I, I always seem to get a, a good a good impression when it when it is going to be silver. I don't know why. I mean, it either goes up, you know, if you've got days, do it's either in the eighties or it goes into like the low nineties, mm. and that's where you know silver tends to come up. But I use the magnet program, which is uh, Norfolk Button Boys. I've um, made a few little tweaks myself, but um, every time you you go over silver, pretty much, you know, it's like a faint signal. It's it, it can be a good signal, but sometimes if it's faint, I just get the impression that it's, it will be silver. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know. Intuition. How long have you had the DS2 for now? Are you pretty um, tuned into it? Yeah, I got it at the start of this year for my birthday oh, um, in January. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've had it quite a while now. There you go. To be honest, I found I found 
everything really do is do like I, I didn't really find much room in my lab or my garret um i don't know whether that's down to just where i was detecting but yeah i think i found everything when they did it when they did too pretty much nice 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 and what what other gear have you got tell me about your what have you got in terms of your pinpointer your hand uh spade diggy tool as people call them and your actual spade um so my pinpointer is mi6 xp yeah pinpointer um i've got the spear and jackson spade at the minute uh it's half wooden shaft um stainless steel head. Nice. and i've been through a lot of spades before and i was going to mention this and I, I would say it's probably the best one i've ever had and it is just an amazon job that's all it is <laughs> yeah it? it probably is the best one I, i've had so far um oh, what else what was the other thing that was uh and the black adder trial i've yeah. just got a new spade myself i've got the emirate so i'm um gonna go out with that and the only thing about it is it's nice and light um but it's just got the steel handle i'm looking at it now <laughs> and so i need to get some silicon rubber tape just to put over the handle because that'll be so cold in the winter um it but is. it's lovely it's um a very good looking spade <laughs> if you can have a good looking spade it's gorgeous so i'm looking forward to taking that out of the weekend is it heavy it's only 1.6 kilograms, so nice and light. Yeah, it's not too bad. That's good. Yeah, mine. I think mine's a bit heavier than that, definitely. I, I had the. I've got a couple of like half size spades because I wanted lightness. Um, but the trade off with how much that does you back in, I'd actually rather get a full size one that was on the lighter <laughs> yeah. side. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to taking that one out. Cool. So when you go out, then Jake, do you go out um, all kitted up with a, a backpack with all your different bits and pieces on, or do you like to travel lighter on the lighter side? Yeah, I'm definitely on the lighter side. Um, I just carry a drink most days and my phone. Yeah. And that's, you know, some, sometimes if I'm going out all day, I probably will take, you know, let's, I don't know, like a sandwich or something, but I, I don't really yeah. tend to stop. That's the thing. I, I, I literally don't. I just, I never really think of stopping. I just, I keep going. You just keep going. Nice. Yeah. And I take it, I, I obviously you can't go without a drink, but I can definitely go without food. <laughs> I don't know how makes... to program myself to do that, but I don't know. It's a way of doing it. Yeah. It makes dinner so much sweeter at the end of the day when you've had a good day digging, though, doesn't it? So it's uh, it's yeah, worth it just working does. your way through. 100%. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, cool. So um, are you members up there of any groups or clubs that you want to shout out or do you just sort of work on your own permissions? No, I work on my own permissions. I was part of a club. I left because actually you you, in, uh, you interviewed uh, Buffy. She's part, she's part of the club that I'm involved in. Yeah, uh, she 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 lives quite close to me, as Buffy. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't for me. Um, I like to do things just by myself, really. Yeah, I I go with my friend quite often, but um, no, most of the times I'm just by myself. Yeah, yeah, no, it's nice, isn't it? I mean, I rarely go on um, group digs myself, just because I've got such a great permission and there's just so much land to work on. So yeah, I'm the same, and then that way I can go. Like yourself, anytime I want, after work, any day of the week, you know, you don't have to wait for a dig to come up. So I'm exactly the same. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I would, um, I would, I would uh, recommend. Have you ever heard of the halved digs up here? No, before? I haven't. Hindburn and Ribble Valley digs. No, no, they're, they're 
they're a metal detecting club up here and they have digs on every weekend and they do a fantastic job putting digs on for people yeah unlimited numbers they get some awesome land and yeah. um, i found loads of hammers and loads of bits and bobs nice. uh, on them and you know for people wanting to start up metal detecting and we don't have a uh, permission it's perfect for them really is, you know and it's reasonably be priced as well nice well, give them a shout <laughs> yeah give them a shout out that's brilliant yeah that's the thing isn't it some people really do struggle to get permissions don't they so that's a really good top tip mm-hmm. thank you jake so there you go everybody go and check them no out problem. um right so we'll move on to then and i've been stalking your instagram of course i do with all i guess and uh i want to talk to you Chilling. about the finds that you've had and you've had some uh flipping amazing finds if i don't mind <laughs> saying myself oh, you. do you want to talk through your own personal favorite objects what are your favorite things i mean you've got your best things but also favorite things yeah um so i say my, my favorite thing is probably the roman s-type brooch that i'd found very early roman yeah and yeah. incredibly rare and it is literally brand new i couldn't believe it when i found it yeah and then um, i found a marcus aurelius coin right next to it as well so it's probably chances are it's probably dropped with each other because i didn't find anything else other than that yeah. and uh but the the, the s type brooch I, I just think it's amazing it's fantastic it would have belonged to a soldier as well yeah. so or a centurion yeah absolutely beautiful as well you can see that on your instagram that's a great find. Yeah. What else have you got? Um, I've got some, I mean, I've got them next to me, to be honest with you. I'm just, <laughs> it's just so I can have a bit of a reminder. Nice. Uh, so, um, so I found a Bronze Age spear tip. Mm. And I've always wanted to find a bit of Bronze Age. But, um, the dream, yeah. Yeah. And I managed to find, uh, this, uh, you know, a fragment of the spear tip. That was that was nice. I mean, I, and I love all the hammered coins as well. I, Mm. I am happy when I find a hammer coin. <laughs> There's nothing like it, is there? It's the strangest thing when you see a hammer coin coming out of the ground. It's just like, oh. <laughs> it's like everything's complete. You, you know, it's. I went to Detectable this year with my mate, and uh, I didn't really find anything when I was there at all. I think I had one find, one good find, and that was a hammer coin. But and that was it. I thought my weekend that was worth the drive. That's what you need. <laughs> Yeah, and it was blank as well. I can't, I can't even tell what it is. So, <laughs> but, um, still awesome. No, I think um, uh, the S-type brooch is definitely my favourite find. But I think my best finds will will have been the the gold hammer coin and yeah. the gold the gold pin that I'd found as well. And uh, yes, yeah, the, the the gold pin. Yeah, let's talk about this Tudor gold pin. Tell me about it. Tell me about the day when you found that. It is absolutely stunning. Yeah, well, I couldn't really believe it when I found it, to be honest with you. I, I, I didn't understand at first what it was. I, I did think it was a uh, foil um, until I cleared it away a bit and I saw like a bit of a design and I was like, what the, what's this? And it, it did take a yeah. little while for it to sit in, but um, it was it was a good feeling. <laughs> it was a very good feeling. <laughs> But it's um, it's not Tudor uh, as well. There's a there's a bit of a discrepancy on that because oh really? There's a, a strong parallel between Saxon and Tudor gold pins. Yeah, and this one that I'd found is like there's there's parallels between you know a Tudor and the Saxon side. But there has been more people that have approached me and said it's Saxon as opposed to it being Tudor. Oh, so. 
I've had a letter today from the coroner. It's um, inquest is on the 21st of December mm. of this month. And they, I have been approached by a few people, which I can't name, but I can say where they were from. They were from Noonan's and people in the British Museum who had said to me, that is not true, that it is uh, 11th century Saxon. And that's what they've compared Ooh. it to. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll leave them to it. I found it yeah. if they want you know, but you know, I, I think the the Tudor ones anyway. If you have you ever seen a Tudor bullheaded bullhead pin before? No, no. Well, actually, they're quite a common, not a common find, but a few people have been have found them before. Um, but then they're not pure gold. All the ones oh. on the portable antiquity scheme website, the database, yeah. they're all gilded silver. Um, ah. But mine is pure gold. And there has oh. been absolutely no Tudor one at all that mm. I've seen anyway um, that's been recorded. This is the only one. So that's why people are saying it. it's probably most likely Saxon. Yeah, adds to that argument, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so you leave the experts to thrash that one out. But unbelievable nonetheless. It's yeah. so gorgeous. Just looking at the detail of it, it's just so, so beautiful. It is and just great. to think how they made that in the day, it's just, oh, it's lovely. Again, that's on your Instagram feed. Yeah. So everybody go and have a look at that one. Very Thank exciting. You. Looking forward to hearing about the, the result of that inquest and what's mm-hmm. going on next and where it's going to end up and all that stuff. Very exciting. <laughs> um, and your Edward III Quarter Noble as well. You've got that up on there, haven't you? That would yeah. look really nice. I've got that here with me, actually. Right next to me. Have you? you got it right there, so you can look at it and gaze upon it. <laughs> what, did you think when you, what did you think when you turned that out of the ground? That was probably the best feeling I've ever had finding something. Well, 100%. I found it a week after I found the, the gold pin no in the way. same field. No <laughs> way. No, I, I didn't. Pretty, pretty much the same field anyway. It was just literally through a snicker of hedges into another field. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, I found it a week later and I just could not believe it because me and my mate Danny, like we always say, oh, we're going out to find a gold band, we're definitely going to get one today. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it came up and I was like, oh my giddy. And I actually recorded it as well. I was so happy, so happy, I love it. <laughs> it's a good one as well. It's actually, it was minted in Calais. Was it? Oh, nice! Yeah, it's it's a very it's a very scarce variation actually of the uh, Edward Third Quarter Noble. The, um, mm. the 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 actual gold gold hammer coins. I think the Edward the Third uh, Quarter Nobles are probably one of the most common ones to find. Mm. Um, but but this one was minted in Calais, and it's not. I think there's been like three recorded. Wow, something like that. Yeah, so made it extra yeah. extra special then. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. It's a good one. And did you remember to do the gold dance, uh, gold dance on both occasions? <laughs> no, I don't think I did. Oh no, Jay, we're gonna have to have a retrospective gold dance sometime soon. My heart was pounding that much. <laughs> I wore back my to my car and I went home straight on both times. <laughs> I didn't even carry on. <laughs> Needed to sit down after that. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be amazed actually the people that do forget to do the gold dance because they are just so much in shock and you mentioned Buffy earlier when she found her um, gold 
um, bookmark pendant. Oh, unbelievable. She said she couldn't move after she found that. What she was find. just in such shock. Yeah, it's <laughs> so a really, mean... really good find, that 100%. That's a fantastic yeah. one. It's gorgeous, isn't you know, it? It was all over the news as well. You know, She's yeah. been fantastic with finding that. It's yeah. Brilliant. And again, the detail on it, it just amazes me how... Like, even in this day and age, to be able to make that as a gold jeweler is tricky. So imagine back then, wow. And then to think, you know, yeah. you haven't got the light and all the rest of it and the, the sort of intricate tools we've got now. It's just amazing. So we're always so lucky when mm-hmm. we find something like that. Unbelievable, oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. Fantastic find. Yeah. Um. So we've got your best finds there then, Jake. Have you got something weird, wonderful and odd that you found before that you want to share with the listeners? I did honestly really think and try hard to think about this one and I couldn't really, you know, give a really wacky answer, but I think the weirdest one, um, I was kind of walking over a limestone pavement and I was actually just swinging my detector and I found a coin, I found a Chinese coin in between the cracks of the limestone pavement in the middle of nowhere. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think, you know, <laughs> that, so that was probably the weirdest one, but, you know, that's probably yeah. as far as it goes, to be honest. No, that, that hit, hits the mark. Who else can say they found that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's so bizarre. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. Yeah. It was a, pr- a walk away from anything, really. So, Yeah, well, there you hit. go. I'll <laughs> take that as a weird find for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when you're, when you're out and about and when you're researching your bits and pieces, which is your favourite history era, do you, do you think, Jake? Which one really gets you going? Oh, it's got to be early med. Early medieval, hundred percent, without a shadow. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's fascinating. What is it you love about it? I think um, obviously it's not as well documented, hence being called the Dark Ages. Although it was documented well, but um, and I think there's a bit of a mystique surrounding you know Viking and Saxon people, and it's just just enamors me. But basically, I love it. Brilliant. The designs and the the artwork, the writing, you know, it's the kings and queens, the names, the, the you know, the meaning of the names, just everything about it. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Now it is. It is one of those eras, like you're saying, because it was the dark ages. Although more's coming to light now, isn't it? As and when, as well, like ancient um, documents and everything are being digitalized. We're realizing there is actually more than we thought out there about it. And yeah, yeah, it's just so, so fascinating that era in time and everything that went on. I totally agree. And so yeah. it, would you say your favorite monarch or emperor is part of that time period or is that a different person altogether? Yeah, it is a different person, actually. It's, uh, it is an emperor and it's Marcus Aurelius, 100%. He's, he's, my, he's my favorite. Tell me something about him. I don't know too much of my Romans. Well, he was probably one of the, I think he was, called one of the five five good emperors um you know he was a man he was a, he was a stoic he was, saw himself as a stoic um he wrote many books and i think why i like to say he's my frame is because he, he, when he writes his books you got to remember he wrote them two thousand years ago nearly and he gives you an in, intimate detail of mm. what that man was thinking even back then and you know we used to think you know not they were like they were they weren't civilized, but they were you know barbaric in their actions in war and stuff. But in actual fact, they did have thoughts like us, you know, for yeah. peace and happiness, basically. Mm. Yeah. 
So that's why he's my favourite. I like that. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah, I did a little bit mm-hmm. on um, Augustus the other day and then obviously Julius Caesar as well. So you talk about the sort of five good ones. And yeah, there is this kind of perception that they're all just barbaric and going out and raping and pillaging and, you know, going out and grabbing all the lands. But yeah, mm. you've also got to think about the the um what the romans gave the world just in terms of infrastructure and you know the forward-thinking nature of um what the romans did and <laughs> there was that so, yeah. um insta meme wasn't there recently about men thinking about the romans every day <laughs> apparently <laughs> and i was like well i'm not sure if i think about the romans every day but then even then i probably do so i've got a dog walk here that we go up and down and i call it the roman road because it is known to be um, in a highly romanized area and the little right, track good. and i'm always like this is the roman road <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's interesting isn't it just to to think how much they actually brought the world forward although they did do some of them did do lots of bad things as well of course <laughs> um so that's really interesting nice to hear so we're going to move on now to talking about just the way that you go about your metal detecting. And one of the things we like to do is share tips for new detectorists. We get a lot of feedback yep. that people really enjoy hearing about seasoned detectorists like yourselves and, and what you do. So talk to us about how you go about getting your permissions, Jake. Um, so I'm pretty lucky. I'm from farming, from myself. And yeah, um, most of my permissions are people that I know and or people that you know know my granddad basically and yeah and then permissions well some of them uh, are really good you know they've got a lot of uh, history you know on the on the lands and yeah that's basically basically yeah i'm pretty lucky because uh, i can just make a phone call sometimes and just go yeah not on this area that's anyway <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And it is good, isn't it, when it's like a friend or a friend because you immediately get that kind of sign-off, don't you, that you're a, a, yeah. a person of good character. <laughs> so that always helps who you know. I, uh, a couple of my other permissions, anyway, like my best ones, uh, I actually did, a pro- I, you know, I just approached them myself. Um, and uh, I think it's just a case of determining who... How I go about it first, anyway, first and foremost, is actually work out where you want to be detecting and what, what kind of things you want to be finding. So, if you want to be around Roman, you obviously got to look in, oh, if, you know, in an area for Roman stuff. And uh, there's a really good website. Um, it's on Historic England or History England. I can't remember which one now. And it's called uh, Aerial Archaeology mm. Map. And if you go on that. You can pretty much see medieval field systems, Roman field systems, uh, infrastructure, all you know, dating back thousands of years, and it all comes up on an interactive map. And then I like to target an area wow. where I would like to go detect, you know, in a hot spot, and I find out who the farmer is, yeah, or who the landowner is, mm. and I just go about, you know, asking them politely and showing them, you know, who I am. Be polite. How you how you doing? Can I come up? Yeah, <laughs> that's the best way. <laughs> it's the best way, isn't it? Just be yourself and let them know, you know, where you've been before and what you found before, and then maybe they've heard of that person's land you've been on before. But I've never heard of that website, so that's a really good top tip, Jake. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's, it, I was uh, 
debating whether to say that to be honest with you because it's a good one uh, <laughs> not a lot of people know about that but it's just, no it is really really good yeah i think um if you check it out if people check it out you get to you can click on parts of the map and it'll be colored differently so if it's in blue it'll be like post medieval and then if it's in pink it'll be medieval and then if it's in bronze it'll be blue it, you know it's really good it, and yeah uh... it, it'll help you out that's really cool. And then I think it was Carl, the mental detector, said if you've got um, an Apple device, if you go on the actual Apple Maps rather than Google Maps, so you could correlate that with, like you're saying, the area you want to go to, and then you can actually see the farms. And if you click on the farm, it tells you the name of the farm. So there you've got your, your in and you can write a letter yeah. or whatever you want to do. Brilliant. That's a really top it tip. Is. Do you use any other kind of online resources when you're either researching items you found you found or anything you're doing in advance of a dig? I probably, I mean, obviously you probably use LiDAR Finder um, just to look at the LiDAR. Um, and yeah. What else would we use quite often as well? When it comes in quite handy. Um, and there's a website called Archie. Um a R C H I think. Um you can go on there and it'll tell you where some hordes have been found in different areas and landmarks basically. And that's a really good website as well. Yeah. Again, there's so much coming out now and years ago. I don't know how detectorists managed, but yeah, we've got all these resources now. We're really lucky, aren't we? I often use the uh, NLS, the National Library of Scotland, and they've got their side-by-side maps. So again, you can um, call up an area yeah, and yeah, bring up an old map, and then it brings you up the current satellite view, and then you can see exactly where. And that's always really helpful on um, when I'm on digs and I'm trying to track a footpath or something. So now it's got live GPS as well. So if you bring it up on your phone when you're actually yeah. on a dig, you can see that you're roughly in the area of the footpath and you don't have to guess so much anymore. So that's always really helpful. Yeah, we're very lucky, mm-hmm. very lucky indeed. And then, of course, you've got the Portable Antiquity Scheme website, haven't you? So that's where we do our yeah. reporting and things. But then you can go and look up and, and see other items that are similar. You can just put in sort of search word criterias and, and that'll bring you up something and you might find something similar to what you've got. And again, Instagram, mm. our Instagram and Facebook friends, there's always someone, isn't there, more knowledgeable than us that... Uh, helps us out and points us in the right always. direction, which is always handy, isn't always. it? Always. There's some wizards out there, absolute wizards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, how do you cope with, well, cope with your drive spells, but I'm not sure if that's relevant to yourself because you find so much good stuff. Did you ever have, like, days where you're, like, not in the groove and don't find anything? Or, or yeah. How do you talk yourself through that? I do, uh, To be fair, yeah, I do have um, a lot of dry spells and... Um, it's just because of perseverance, you know. You go out and you go, please, 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 can I find something? You know, <laughs> you know eventually you will. You, know, you will. It's inevitable if you keep going yeah. over, you know, locations and going round and round. Eventually, you, you'll come upon something. It'll just take time. So don't give up straight away. Is basically it. Don't give up. <laughs> yeah. Just keep swinging, just keep <laughs> swinging. Um, I always tell myself when I'm phoning a load of crap, I'm just like, oh, no, it's fine because I'm taking that out now and I'll only get the good signals. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to talk yourself through and then you do often find yourself talking to the metal detecting gods <laughs> <laughs> going, God, just one good thing. <laughs> but it happens. It, it's usually a, it like, comes around eventually. The last or the first signal of the day. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's exactly it that is exactly it brilliant okay good so yeah perseverance you just got to keep going haven't you and have you have you ever had any issues when you've been out detecting have you ever had any weird situations or any troubles with livestock or anything like that um, yeah, I've definitely had trouble with livestock. I've been chased by a few cows before, oh, yeah. and I've hurt myself <laughs> jumping over fences before. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, and um, we've had some fun times with cows, as as we all do, don't we? Yeah. But, um, not not really. I mean, where I go detecting, I I'm in the middle of said nowhere. I I don't really see many people, but I do remember one time. I don't know when it was, to be honest, a couple of years ago, and somebody asked me if um, if I had permission to be detecting where I was, and I was on my mate's farm. Yeah. And uh, and uh, he, he didn't even know who the farmer was, Yeah, who, who it was. And I, I was just like, what? so why are you asking then? He's just like, if you don't know who owns a farm, yeah. why are you asking if I've got permission here? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I could tell him anything, so that was a bit odd. <laughs> There's always one, yeah. isn't there? <laughs> Busy bodies, they love it, don't they? They do, they love it. <laughs> I think um, if you detect it in a location, in, in a countryside location where the animals see a lot of people, and mm. um, you know, you're all right because, you know, they're not bothered. But yeah. if I'm in the middle of nowhere and it's a herd of cows or bullocks, you know, they're, they're, they're coming straight here. They're, yeah. they're not, you know, they, they don't see stuff like that at the other. So they're, they're not seeing it. You know, I've grown up on my far- on a farm my entire life. Yeah. And I know, I know exactly what they're like. <laughs> <laughs> Got this image of you going headfirst over a fence now, Jake. <laughs> yeah, it's like Superman right on the fence. <laughs> straight over, straight over. <laughs> <laughs> Detectives left on floor and everything. <laughs> oh dear. What would you say to people thinking about getting into det- to detecting? Any advice? What are your top detecting tips? Um Top detecting tips. I definitely, if you plan on getting into it properly, um, I'd, I would say start off with a, a good detector. I, I, if somebody was starting off, I, I wouldn't recommend a, a cheap one straight away. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd say start with like a Mine Lab or a Vanquish, um, even an Equinox. I just, mm. I just think they're so user friendly, you know. They're really good uh, for mm. people starting off as well, and they get to grips with it and the numbers and stuff. Um, so that's what I'd probably recommend. E- e- even yeah. if your budget can't stretch it that far, sometimes you can get second-hand ones that are pretty, you know, pretty cheap. Just uh, make sure you look at the battery and check the battery life. Yeah. Some t- you know, work out what year it was made because the batteries deplete quite fast in them. So. Yeah, that's a good tip. Yeah, so many people sort of um, end up having like a, a mega cheap and then it's literally after the first dig they want to upgrade straight away, isn't it? So it's kind of yeah. like finding that middle <laughs> ground. You don't want to be spending thousands straight away in case you don't fall in love with it, but also you want to get something <laughs> relatively good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, so that's a good top tip. Um, And the battery thing, I'd never thought about that. Yeah, absolutely. And you've got to be careful. You do see a lot of people online. I see it all the time on Facebook where, and it's not just to do with detectors, but, you know, there's a lot of fraudsters out there, isn't there? So you don't want to be... You don't want to be no, handing over loads. money without actually going and seeing a thing, you know. You want to go and make sure you're talking to Unreal. someone. Yeah. You know, if we can get away with it, we'll do it. Honestly, it's Unreal absolutely yes be careful be careful out there people um do you have any other hobbies that you might want to recommend to the listeners jay mm, well 
I don't know about recommend, but I definitely I do have <laughs> other hobbies. <laughs> so I actually race motorbikes, or I did race motorbikes. Um, cool. Yeah, I was doing that. I did it. Well, I started last year and I ended last year. Oh no, I didn't. I started last year and ended this year. Right. It didn't. It didn't last very long. Put it that way. I, um, <laughs> so my, my missus is, is actually she's pregnant. She's due in on Monday. She's due, and. I think I've been going motorbike racing probably wasn't the best decision. <laughs> so yeah. I, I sold it quite quick. But yeah. I do intend to go racing again one day. Definitely, definitely. Because <laughs> um, um, what, 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 I am a hobbyist. Uh, yeah. I do loads of stuff. You know, fishing sometimes. Nice. While camping with my mates. We love that. Yeah, Lovely. really good. We, um, we got, we've got these hammocks and uh, you basically just sling them around the tree you can put mm. them up anywhere you can put your tarpaulin in the cross yeah and that's in the summertime that's what we tend to do most weekends go go camping it's really good but lovely i've got a little baby on where i definitely will not be doing that <laughs> <laughs> not for a few years and then you'll be no. doing pro- some proper camping or glamping as the case may be <laughs> definitely glamping <laughs> hoteling you will be <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great mm-hmm. what bike did you have when you were um, racing so I had a Kawasaki ZX6 uh, 600 Super Sport and it was my pride and joy yeah and now it's gone ah, <laughs> you made a good decision for the future though didn't you <laughs> yeah like you say, I you'll think get so you get back to it <laughs> I definitely will do 100% it's there uh, I think um, yeah when when I was racing as well, I was going metal detecting, and uh, I, I actually stopped metal detecting for quite a, for a long time, for a few months at least, for a good bit of the year because obviously I was racing and stuff. So yeah. yeah, there's only so many hours in the day. That's the thing, isn't it? So we have to decide how to distribute them between distribute family, friends, and all the hobbies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, I feel that pain. I do. Um, I'm a big gamer, so I like playing my PlayStation. And then I've got lots of Lego um, that's around me as well. That's a very mindful activity for me. Like, what games do you play? So I'm currently playing the new Robocop game on PS5, but, you know, oh, yeah. Fortnite, um, Cyberpunk. What did I finish recently? Uh, Red Dead 2. Just no, all the good. games. Yeah, all the RPGs. Oh, so I you love, do you play them. online? I do play online, yeah. No, that's about to say. We, we, I play on Daisy and Rust. They're the ones. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, nice. So, you, is that on PC that you do the gaming? Uh, no, Xbox. Xbox. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. We just literally bought an Xbox actually because um, Starfield came out, and we'd been wanting to play that for ages, and it's only come out on Xbox. So, we've bought an Xbox as well. I'm a, I'm a bit of a yeah, retro so... gamer as well. I've got all the old ones, the NES and the original oh, PlayStation and SNES and all that kind of stuff. So, awesome. love my gaming, love my Lego, and then I've got my detecting as my sort of outdoor hobby that I love to do. So, yeah, it keeps me busy. What else do you need? Don't need anything, do I? You don't need anything. <laughs> Podcasting, else. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Just to keep myself extra busy. Um, but I love it. And it's opened up so many avenues for me. And I love meeting people like yourself, Jake, as well. It's just nice to have a good old chat about something we love, isn't it? That's what it's all about. Yeah, it's great. Okay, so thank you for those hobby tips. Um, We're going to move on to the bucket lister section now. So first of all, I'm going to ask you about what's left on your own personal bucket list. And then we'll ask you what item you want to place on the ultimate bucket lister list for the listeners. Okay, let's go. Bronze Ajax. Yes. 
I would so love to I'd find really one. I really want one of them. <laughs> yeah. One or a horde, either would be fine. <laughs> hey, there's a fella up near us. He actually found a horde of uh, Bronze Age axes. Uh, they were found in Barrow. Uh, I can't quite remember his name. I think his name was uh, Josh. Yeah. Um, have you had him on your podcast? Not a Josh, no. No, no. I might be thinking so. He was interviewed by BBC and he was on the news. Yeah. Um, they found a horde of them. I can't remember how many, but um, I think Barrow's probably a lot 30, 40 miles away from here. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, a few of my friends had found one. Um, and I just, it's just, imagine holding one around. Oh. Well, I have done before, but my own. Your own, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I want one. Yeah. Me one. Yeah. I, I, I think if you want to be a fully fledged detectorist, uh, I think you've got to find one of them. It's all Because they are about, they yeah. are about. Yeah, they are. They're all over the place. And just, they're so beautiful, aren't they? That shape and then that green that they come out of the ground. Oh, so nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Excellent. Some, some of them are beautiful. The colour is, from, you know, some of them are really nice. Yeah. And you can find, um, you can find Iron Age socketed axes as well. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know how good they come up though, but you can actually find them. I think a couple have been found recently up here and uh, yeah, they were quite nice. Yeah, yeah. No, excellent item on your bucket list, your own personal one, on mine as well, of course. Um, What item though, Jake, would you like to place for our listeners on the ultimate bucket list to list? And this will be item number 13, I think, on our list. Lucky number 13. Lucky number 13. It could be wild and wacky and super and mega, like the crown jewels, or it could be something quite obtainable. I will say Charles I, Chester Mint, half crown. Oh, I like how specific you are with that one. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Someone found someone found one up near me on, the, on one of them half digs that I said before. And yeah. um, I think it sold for about 35 grand. Oof, Nice. <laughs> Unbelievably rare. Like, <laughs> I think that's a really good one. <laughs> that's an excellent bucket list stuff for and many, Belfort. many reasons. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. And I'll enjoy doing a little bit of an extra section on that as well about Charles I and that particular coin and that mintage. Lovely stuff. Great choice, Jake. Thank you. No problem. Anything else you want to chat about? Have you got any promotions, anything you wanted to bring to the listeners on the podcast today? And then I've got a listener question for you. Of course. So, um, if you want to come and go and check my Instagram out, it's Jake Detects. If you want to check my YouTube out, Jake Detects. Nice and um, easy. I haven't been doing much recently, obviously, with things I've got going yeah. on at home and stuff. Busy lad. Um, but eventually, we'll get back round to it again. And what I'm, you know, I, when I first set out posting on Instagram and doing my YouTube and stuff. I, I didn't I don't really like showing my face. I don't think I even have a picture on my face on my Instagram. I mean I might do but um I just you know I don't do anything other than just to show the amount you know the nice finds we're finding and, and the place where I go detecting because I just think it's probably one of the most beautiful places in, mm. in the world. I, I love it. I get so many people ask me, you know, where where am I? Where am I? You know, and yeah. obviously I can't really say it too much, <laughs> but it, you know, it is, it's a it's a fantastic place to live. You know, in, in yeah. countryside out of where yeah. Yeah, and I love watching your videos and other people's videos as well because when I can't get out, it's exactly that. It's to see the different locations and 
what you're getting up to and it's not just about the things you find is it either it's about the animals you come across or you know the weather conditions on the day it's just a big adventure and so it's nice to follow people and there's a lot of people less fortunate than us that actually can't get out anywhere or they don't have the permission so it's lovely to see yeah not make it about ourselves but make it about the hobby so i love that and yeah hopefully you'll be hitting that five thousand mark if you haven't already today (laughs) i'm sure you'll be hitting that anytime soon Okay, so I've got um, a listener question for you. So this is from Michael. What's your favourite band? What will you be listening to on or on the way back from the dig? This is a favourite question. People always want to know what music people like. Yeah. Um, well, I, I have. I when if anyone asks me that question, I always say, "Well, my favourite band is Keen." Oh, but I do nice. have a favourite artist as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I like to say I've got a favourite artist, but I've got a favourite band. But Keen are definitely my, my favourite band. Yeah. 100%. Oh, I saw them live when they were doing their first album in Brixton Academy, actually, and they were fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah. No way. Yeah, they were brilliant. <laughs> I, w- I would have been very young then. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, 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 I think I've seen them live myself. Um, I dragged my girlfriend there. She hates them. <laughs> <laughs> what does she know um, about music, you know, eh? <laughs> Well, she was like, how do you dance to this? Like, what do you do? <laughs> you don't, you just sway you know, with a point in your hand. Exactly. You find a way, don't you? But, I, you know, I, I love skiing. Brilliant. A, so what's your fi- favourite artist then, if they're your favourite band? Favourite artist is The Weeknd. Nice. Yeah, yeah he's fantastic. I used he? to listen to The Weeknd, um, not to say I'm his number one fan, or you know, <laughs> fanboy kind of me. <laughs> but... Uh, I, I I listened to Weekend before he was even famous on the uh, you know, SoundCloud and stuff. Yeah, because nobody his his identity back then was you know secret. Mm. Um, never, nobody knew who what he looked like or who he was. Kind of uh, thing. He was just yeah. like a secret artist kind of thing. And I used to listen to him back then. And oh, look at him now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Look at him now. And it, yeah, yeah, I really love his music. What was that song that came out over um, lockdown? Uh, lights blinded by the lights right blinded by the lights Love yeah that. and then album. the dance craze took off didn't it and it was just all people doing the little dance in their own houses because it was locked down it was brilliant <laughs> <laughs> i do enjoy well, it <laughs> <laughs> excellent so two good good choices there um anyone you want to shout out or who would you like to hear on the podcast jake and i'll try and get them on just for you get my mate on danny he's um he's uh a well-informed, intelligent guy, and uh, I think he'll have some good things to say. Really, he's he's a he's a font of knowledge, and he's funny as well. Yeah, what's his handle on Insta? Uh, so it's where there's muck, there's money. That's it. Love that. Where there's muck, there's money. Danny, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm going to get you on the podcast. Brilliant. Well, Jake, thank you so much for coming on as a guest. It's been lovely getting to know you. You too. And I hope to get you on again in season two. Absolutely, 100%. Brilliant. All right. Well, you take care now. Thank you very much. Bye. See you later. There you go, everybody. That was Jake. Thank you, Jake, for coming on. If you want to seek out Jake's social profiles, you go to Instagram at jakedetects. And on YouTube for his videos at Jake Detects. Until next time, bye.